Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi friends, welcome back. How are you doing today? I just want to take a moment before we dive into this episode just to acknowledge where we are in the, in the UK specifically. Um, I know it's slightly different in other places in the world, but we are in lockdown again on quite a sudden lockdown. It was um, announced at 8pm from, from the next day. And so really, however you are doing with that, however you are feeling in yourself however you are coping, if you are homeschooling, um, with whatever degree of, uh, of success, just wherever you are at the moment, uh, in this moment, just having a little bit of kindness towards yourself, um, with however, however things are going. We're going to be um, diving into self-care today and, and thinking about really nurturing and showing up for ourselves. So I think it's it's just important to kind of check in with with where we are and how we're doing. And if it's not where we want to be, just to turn that kindness uh, kindness inwards. And I guess spend a moment on kindness, actually, and uh, values. So kindness uh, pretty much was my word of 2020. Um, and I, I've said uh, a few episodes ago, it was my probably my word for 2021 as well. And this weekend, I've been doing coaching training. So I'm doing a, um, a course in transformational life coaching, working towards uh, my accreditation as a coach, which just to me personally is something that's really important. And um, we talked about values. Um, I looked at my values last year. And my values very much informed the values that we have here on the podcast. So we talk about joy and meaning in your life and having a joyful, meaningful and healthy life. We aim to inspire, inform, empower. Uh, so they're kind of some of my values, but the uh, the podcast values coming through. And so my top value actually last time I did this exercise was joy, which had been a completely new one uh, on my radar. <laughs> but actually completing this exercise again this weekend and actually kindness came out as my top value. And it's something I try and have kindness towards other people I try to just start from a place of being kind I try (laughs) to turn that kindness towards myself not always um successfully and um and actually when I asked about my superpower kindness was one of the ones that came up and so that was uh, from a conversation a few few episodes ago on the podcast um about superpowers and I sort of put it out there to my friends and it was the one of the ones that came back and actually it was it was between kindness and joy for my my top one and I thought actually I you know I I could live without joy you know I'm not sure that I would want to but I could whereas kindness I just think is it's fundamental so I'm mentioning that one because I I think we could always just uh, use some more kindness um just generally but I think also this idea of values of of checking in and thinking well what are my top values my my core values that are important to me with how I am how I want my life to be how I how my view of the world and all of that 
and then thinking about if you're in in alignment with those so I guess it's a a moment to check in with how you're doing but also to check in uh, maybe not now but um, at some point just to think about what are your top values Um, a nice activity is to to spend a bit of time maybe light a candle put some music on and list a top 10 values if you can and then narrow it down to five and three and then one and you might straight away be like oh no my top one it might be a bit more difficult I have way more than 10 to start with but getting it down particularly to three and then one was tricky but I think it's um it's a nice exercise to do and I like this idea of having a word for the year so kindness it was the word for last year the word for this year maybe the the word for next year but who knows um but yes speaking of kindness today we are joined by Marsha who is a happiness whisperer which is very exciting and we're really focusing on self-care which I think is something that all of us can probably really benefit from at the moment of thinking about this self-care and one of the things I love particularly about Marsha's message to uh, steal her thunder a little bit here is that she very much is advocating for self-care that is not expensive or time-consuming that can be simple and free and and I think (laughs) particularly at the moment when life is life um I think that's a really important message we can have not much time not much money um I think they're the two big ones that often get in the way I mean there you know it can be lots of other things that get in the way but I think those are two of the big ones so I really really love Marsha's message and I really enjoyed speaking with her and I really hope that you enjoy this conversation and I'll be back super quickly at the end Hi, everyone, and I'm really happy to welcome this week's guest, Marsha, to the podcast. So, Marsha, welcome, and could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, and thank you for having me today. I'm very excited to, to share my, my message and name with, with your audience. So, I am a happiness whisperer, and how did I get there? By um, 30 years of being in corporate America. Um, and kind of following my career where it decided to take me, um, starting in accounting and into finance um, and into a lot of work at a desk. And I always thought that I wasn't really a people person, that I was better a numbers person. And everybody always tells you, oh, you can't be both. If you're a numbers person, how can you be a people person? If you're a people person, how can you be a numbers person? And I believed that for a lot of years until my career took me into more um, relationship management and, and working with clients and helping them solve their problems. And so fast forward 30 years, I turned 50 and I started feeling I'm going to that desk every single day. Can I do this until I'm ready to retire? 15 more years. And that just seemed ominous to me. How can I do this for 15 more years? But I didn't know what I wanted to do. So what do I want to do? What do you do at 50? How do you change careers? Right? And what I found was I went through a process of determining, this is kind of the process that I also teach. What is it I really want? What is it I'm really good at? What is causing me not to do what I really want to do? And how do I make the plan to do it? 
And I decided when I looked at everything that I was doing, I loved managing people and I loved helping them figure out were they sitting in the right seats and were they happy? Because if they were happy and they were doing what they wanted to do, they were more productive and more efficient and more effective. And that was like my aha moment. And that's when I started getting into the coaching business and, and, and really saying, how can I help people not end up where I ended up after a long career? How do you start that career when you first come out of college or out of, out of university? Or after you got your first bit of experience, how do you take that job and really determine what career you want to go down and what the path looks like and what do you want? How much time do you want to work and how much time do you want to be with your family and that, that harmony in your life? Isn't it better to learn that at the age of 20 or 30 than at the age of 50? That's what, and that's what I thought too. So I quit my job and I start my business and I'm like, okay, I should be happy, but I wasn't. And I'm like, what's missing? And I didn't know. I just continued, oh, maybe I'm not making as much money as I thought I would make. And I'm not, I had all these different excuses. And I found myself in the hospital. And in the, and what, how I ended up there was I had an infection in my toe. It was a little blister. And that infection became um, an infection in my blood. And the next thing I know, I'm having three toes amputated. And I'm like, huh, how did I get here? And I'm an A-type personality. How many other of you um, can, can associate with me, right? can understand that? And the only thing I could do in the hospital, right, is I had my phone. And I started Googling. And I'm like, happiness, happiness. And what kept coming up is self-care and self-care strategies. And the aha went on, okay, is I could be doing what was my passion but if I wasn't happy and I wasn't taking care of me, could I really find that happiness, that self-love and that self-worth? And I put the two and two together. And that's where I am, I, I am today. And that's what I coach, and that's what I teach my clients, is that you have to come first. And when you come first, then, then the career becomes more obtainable and you become more efficient and more effective because you're happy. And, the, and then you add in the family and the harmony. How do I have that? Everybody calls it work-life balance. I like to call it harmony. How do you have that harmony in your life? I think about balances and can you get to balance, right? That seesaw when we were little kids, right? What was the most fun about the seesaw was when you found that middle, right? And you both were like, oh look, we did it, we did it, right? And then the minute somebody moved, right? You're out of balance again. That's what happens in life. So when you think about it as harmony, that I'm in harmony with my work, I love what I do, and my family, I'm spending time and I can communicate. We have a great relationship at home. That's the, that's the balance, the harmony that we're looking for. Amazing. I love uh, happiness whisperer. Just sounds, <laughs> just sounds, <laughs> sounds amazing. Yes, yeah, and, and thank you for, for sharing your story. And it's, it's interesting because I wonder whether we're kind of as a society shifting to more of a kind of moving around between careers rather than having that kind of one set career for a long period of time. Um, I don't know whether that's something that, that you've seen. I don't know the sort of um, 
ages of clients that you work with but I think that you know for, for myself and I'm I'm in my early 30s that idea of having one career forever and I've already kind of had two and I'm <laughs> planning my third one so I wonder if it's like a changing way that the world is yeah the, yeah the interesting thing they say is that you will have the minimum of five careers within your career and they say it's changing um directions not necessarily changing jobs um and somebody in at your age or younger than you we don't even know today what that fourth or fifth career will be it hasn't been i use the word invented but it hasn't even been thought of yet and that's the excitement of being in, in, in the job world today, right? And COVID, we've seen that, right? That, and I don't know how it's affecting you, but here, everybody's working from home, right? The idea of going to an office is not even where the jobs are right now, right? It's how can I do it online? How can I do it? And how do, and which becomes one of the biggest self-care issues is that connection, is that people connection. We can't go up and hug somebody unless we know that they've been quarantined for two weeks or they're in our immediate circle or they've been tested, you know, the last, every day for the last five days. I mean, to give somebody a hug, we used, we take that for we used to take that for granted. Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, I'm, I'm lucky in the, um, the, the impact of COVID on us directly, but it's interesting. I have uh, been starting to sneak back into the office a little bit, but I have a key. So really it's just me there. So it's just like working from home, but in a giant, <laughs> much bigger space. Um, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I guess maybe that comes into self-care a little bit that for a lot of people, if it's an adjustment, suddenly we're at home, but we're at work and, and that can maybe blend that sort of boundary and, and maybe encroach a lot on, on our life and on the sort of harmony that, that you spoke about. Is that something that you've been finding that people are sort of, struggling a little bit maybe to find to find that harmony with this changing way of working absolutely the idea of you can't how do you get five minutes alone when your kids are there all the time right I it was really interesting I I um I do a um a Wednesday um morning live and I um, every couple weeks I'll interview somebody and I interviewed my daughter yesterday she's a um a high school math teacher and she is virtual teaching right and I said to her, I, I, I want to bring you on because I want from your perspective as the teacher, right? We always hear the, we always hear the parents' issues, but what can the parents do to support the teachers, right? And everything that she talked about was, um, was self-care and creating a routine, right? So the first hour of the morning, maybe it's mommy work time and you're going to be doing your schoolwork and then the next hour we'll do um, mommy and me playtime or you know and this is not just young kids we're talking you know she's from a high school perspective so yeah get outside and kick the ball around and do but the idea being at the end of the day is take the pressure off of the perfectionism right because we all fit into that and have a really you know, we and kids, right, need a very defined schedule that we can, right, and then how to be prepared for that schedule, because sometimes we're going to, you know, go off kilter a little bit, but I just found it very 
interesting um, the fact that I teach self-care to my clients and she's practicing it in the classroom. So it's all around us. And what I love is that, that the kids are starting to learn this at a really, really young age. They don't know what that means. They don't understand the, the benefits of self-worth and, 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 and all of that, but they will learn it as they get older. But it starts when they're young and you don't want to learn that when you're 50 like me and, and then you're faced with this well like this well moment yeah and, and my background one of my one of my careers <laughs> is in teaching as well and and yeah absolutely it's one of these things that that we know is beneficial but just it isn't anywhere in in the curriculum kind of equipping young people with these these yeah. skills for a, a, an emotionally healthy life i guess but are, are your schools still kind of virtual yeah. then over there where like it depends on where you live and there's like all these different guidelines but a lot of schools um the parents are afraid mm -hmm. to send their kids back to school yeah. and the teachers don't really they're afraid to be in the classrooms and um so that's really the the biggest struggle here so we're we have hybrid we have total virtual learning and then we have total go back to school so it really depends on where in the country that you live yeah we've um we've just gone back for for schools and colleges to in person um obviously some parents might choose to still um keep their children at home but pretty much across schools and colleges so college for us is like the final two years of high school so mm -hmm. universities are a bit a bit different they're doing mostly virtual or, or a hybrid actually um but yes yeah, schools went back in September yeah. it was just um and I think that's a difficult thing it's that kind of weighing up that mental health impact of being at home and not having the connection like you said but also yeah um but that's a whole other thing <laughs> we could talk yeah. about <laughs> a whole nother that's hour. a whole nother thing um but I thought it was interesting what, uh, what you said about that that shift with a career and finding the career that was something that appealed to you but still having that but I'm not happy and and what struck me with that is that difference between that kind of external things that that we think are going to make us happy whether it's the job or the house or the car or whatever it is versus that kind of internal happiness that 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 we kind yeah. of just feel just just because so for yourself sort of developing that happiness and that self-worth what did that look like for you how did you build that how did you become happy so the biggest thing for me was really taking my health because that's where this whole thing started and saying how do i get control of of my health right um being on and off diets my whole life right and just saying okay i need to have a life of healthy eating it's a mindset change right it's not losing weight because when you lose weight are you going to find it again and then you have the body image thing, right? Because we watch the, and we say, oh, look at the models and look at the people. They're, it's not real. So being able to understand, okay, healthy eating. And I have to exercise uh, my body in a way that works for me. It doesn't mean I have to run a 5K, right? I don't have to run every day. Maybe it's just go for a nice walk, get out in nature, right? Um, and and it, was, it was these small little shifts of, of mind, you know, things like just um, how important it's to sleep, right? One of the biggest issues that you have is I'm not sleeping at night or I'm waking up in the middle of the night, like staring at all the problems that I have to solve, 
right? And all that pressure that you've put on yourself. But what happens if you take, you, you dump all that before you go to bed? So I journal at night before I go to bed and I, I get it all out of my head put it on paper and I know that these problems on this piece of paper will not get solved until I wake up in the morning anyway. Right. And then I create that, 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 um, the night separation. So looking at things like sleep, like healthy eating, like just drinking enough water, moving my body. That means if I'm sitting in front of the computer all day, okay, get up and walk around for 10 minutes. Right. I, um, I used to do this in my office. If I was on a conference call, I pace all day long. Okay, but on Zoom, how do you pace? So my body, I'm not moving as much. I make, you know, so it's again, it's, it's that, it's that mindfulness and being, being mindful about um, taking care of me, being more grateful, being thankful and grateful for what I have, um, versus being angry and upset for what, I, for what I don't have. Right? I'm lucky. I have a roof over my head and I have food on the table. Right? How many people don't? Right? We're, we're in the middle of all these wildfires all over the place here in California. And people are losing their houses. They're being evacuated. Where are they going? And it's all there. They don't even have a change of clothing. I'm thankful I get to go into my closet in the morning and decide, what do I feel good in today? Right? So it's really just thinking about, um, you know, and maybe it's just a, a little bit of prayer or it's belief, I believe in, in a higher power or the universe, whatever those things are that, that, that work for you. Um, that was the major change. And I found that when I could teach that and I could live that, then I could bring a hundred percent of myself to, to, to whatever it is I'm doing. Versus bringing, you know, everyone, everybody in the self-care industry loves to talk about put your oxygen mask on first or is your cup half empty? I mean, it's like, okay, those are great analogies, right? But it really is being present with myself. And I could take my mood temperature every single day. I know where I'm at. And when I'm not feeling as good or I'm not feeling as calm or I'm finding I'm a little bit more um, impatient, right? Then, then I remind myself, okay, what didn't, haven't I really done in the last couple of days? And I go back to, I have a cheat sheet and I go back to it and I go, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm not necessarily doing all my, the things that I really should do. So maybe I'm more in, in this yellow zone, right? I need to reach out and connect with somebody. I haven't laughed, right? Laughter, best message, uh, medicine, right? Humor, levity, right? That's like, that's like innate in me, right? I have to laugh. I have to, and I, I can go back and I can see where, oh my God, if I'm in any more serious than I have been over the last three days, no wonder I'm feeling um, like not really my body in harmony because I'm happiness whisperer. I need to be happy because I need to make you happy and help you find your happiness. But if it's not coming from within me and laughter, right? That's the best one. So I'll read a book. I read jokes. I'll, I'll call up my best friend and go, hey, I just need to laugh with you today, right? Or I watch something dopey on TV that just, you know, makes me laugh. So it's the little things. They don't cost a lot. It's not about going for a massage. Although massage is great, right? My nails look terrible since COVID, but I don't need to get my nails. So it's not about that. It's really about turning up the music and dancing. My, my nails always look not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
not one of my things, I guess. Um, but <laughs> I love that idea of um, what I did and I love. I loved an idea that you said, but it's good. Um, <laughs> what did I love? <laughs> do, 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 do. You can't even no. say it's a senior moment. Oh, I do this a lot. I'm like, oh, I had a great point. It was obviously so profound and <laughs> amazing. So profound. It just didn't stay long. Um, but um, yes, that that idea of um, being, yes, I remember now, <laughs> being present with yourself. And, you know, these things that you mentioned, the sleep, the the kind of eating a healthy diet, moving in a way that makes sense for you, that you, that you enjoy it's things that are nurturing yourself but it's also that that kind of self-awareness so lots of things that you know work for you that you can go back to and this is another word that's thrown around so much but that kind of authenticity that idea that you're being kind of yeah (laughs) said a lot but kind of true to yourself you're not just kind of like you said the running like I have to run because that's what I've got to do it's actually know what works for me where am I at what do I need and doing it from that it sounds like from that place of nurturing and loving yourself rather than just beating yeah. yourself up about it. Right, right. And putting myself last, right? I mean, it's not about doing everything for everybody and then what's left over is for me. It's like if I take what I need first, right, then I'm able to give to everybody else. And when you stop the arguing and you stop the, the, all of the other stuff, right? You get everything done. There's enough time in the day. But when you're working from, from with your, you know, your shoulders up and your, your, your ears, right? And you're just like, no matter, you're just waiting for somebody to set you off, right? That's a great way to go through life, right? Because there's just so many of us that we do, and I did it for so many years, right? Don't interrupt me one more time. Well, why don't I want to be interrupted is because, you know, now we're like, God, I, I wish I had all those, that time back where somebody can come up to me and say, hey, you got five minutes for me? Because now it's like, it's not so easy to say, hey, you've got five minutes. But taking that five minutes for yourself and whatever it looks like, that time for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so we, we've talked about self-care a little and you, and you said it's not the, you know, the massages, although, yeah, by all means, <laughs> if it's something that works yeah. for you. Are there some, so I always like to, to kind of get like a definition of what, what things mean to you. So if you could um, kind of summarize what you mean when you say self-care and also if there are some kind of common misconceptions that people have around self-care that, that kind of come up a lot. Okay. So self-care to me is the balancing of your emotional, your physical and your spiritual well-being. Okay. So physical is easy. It's your physical body, making sure that you're, you're, right you're, you're fueling your body you're resting your body and you're hydrating your body we need that right your emotional is your feelings how are you feeling right how are you feeling about about um, another person or how are you feeling about how hot it is outside and you know just getting really in touch with your your feelings piece of it your emotions right spiritual is a little bit harder because everybody thinks of spiritual and they go i don't believe in god i don't believe in organized religion i can't be spiritual okay and okay but there is something about there you know a higher power is there somebody that's just a little bit bigger than you in the world and if you say no to that, because that's too 
godlike, there is this universe in which we live in, right? And there is science about energy and your, um, your, you know, the atoms and the molecules and the proton, you know, all the stuff we learned in school, right? That we thought, okay, you know, whatever, but it is right. When we move and we create energy and we create motion within the universe, it changes us. So if that is all that you can believe in, right. And you don't want to believe in all the other woo woo stuff, which I'm on the fence on. I'm not sure where I stand, but I do believe that, that there is something bigger around me and that my presence and how I move within the universe can change things like being thankful and being grateful and, and, and those kind of, and prayer, a little bit of being, you know, a little bit of, um, and, and that's, that's the other piece of it. And you want to try to balance it all. Now, again, we talk about, I talked about that at the beginning, right? The seesaw and, and can you balance everything? But the idea being is if we think about a spoke of a wheel, right? And if you had, you're really great at physical, right? You're not that spiritual, right? And you're somewhere in being about emotional. How is that wheel going to, you know, on a bicycle, right? That your bike is going to be like all choppy. So the idea being is, okay, if we need to move everything down into a more cohesive circle and we keep growing each, each, each. So as the wheel gets bigger, your life is going to, right, is going to turn a lot faster. And that's how I like to look at it. So let's start with, with small little changes that you can make. And you use the word awareness. It's, yeah, absolutely being aware right? What are your triggers, right? What causes you not to, to take care of your body today? Is it because I can't spend 45 minutes on the treadmill this morning, so I'm not going to do anything? Now, that doesn't work. Well, if you like to work out for 45 minutes, and today you only have five, well, then take that five and do something for five, whether it's turn up the radio and dance, right? Dance in your underwear after you get out of the shower, right? You, you like to meditate, and you don't have that 30 minutes to meditate. I meditate in the shower when the water's, you know, flowing down on me because I don't have time to do anything but take my shower today. My schedule's too back to back. So that's the way I like to look at it is, is you know, and, and, and one of the things that um, I really like and, and, and people, you hear all the time, oh, self-care is not selfish, right? Self-care is not selfish. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Self-care is selfish. But when did selfish become so negative? Why can't we be a little selfish? Why isn't that okay? And I say it is okay. And I say, give yourself a little bit of grace and be a little bit selfish every single day. Because you're going to be a lot happier for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose then I couldn't put myself off mute then. <laughs> um, and I suppose then, yes, you're, you're having that bit of selfish time, whatever that looks like for you. And then if you're happier, like you said, that kind of energy that we put out, we're not then this really negative little ball of energy going around and just upsetting everyone else and messing up everyone else's day. We're kind of radiating that positivity and you know, and I'm sure everyone can think of a time where they've they've seen someone who is that little ball of whatever it is, anger, rage, um, and and how that's felt to you when when you're kind of in their in their yeah. space versus if you see someone and they're just so full of of joy and happiness and how that impacts you. Yeah. Well, they say that's one of the biggest things about wearing masks 
all the time, right? Is, oh, we can't see somebody just smiling at us. So now we're learning to look at, read people's eyes, right? And you can see in somebody's eyes, right? Whether they want to engage with you or they want nothing to do with you. Because your eyes tell probably more of the story of what's going on with you than your, than your, your facial expression, your smile. It's, it's interesting because I, um, I think when I was younger, I used to be really awkward with eye contact. And then I was sort of told that it was important. And so they started doing it a lot. And so I pay a lot of attention to that area. And so I will see people in masks, but I'll know who they are because I'm so used to kind of looking in this area. I'm like, oh yeah, I recognize them even in a mask. So, um, and you can, you, you know, the idea of if you're smiling like a real smile rather than one of these false smiles, it comes all the way up to your eyes. So, you yeah. know, you can feel it, you can hear it as well. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you know that as well, that yeah. the idea that if you were talking to someone on the phone, if you're smiling, they can, they can kind of hear that and how it changes the tone of your voice. Yeah. Right. Cause you can, when you're talking to somebody, you go, something's not right. I can tell that you're not in what's going on. Right. And we hear it in their voice. And that's where we talk about, we have our, we have five senses and every bit of the, of each of those five senses really. And even when you think about something that you want to do or that you want your, if you're looking at your passion and in your job, right? You've got to be able to feel it and see it and touch it and smell it, right? Because when you, all of your five senses are involved, then you know you're, you're where you need to be. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to think what my ideal job would smell like. Um, <laughs> I think that's yeah. the hardest one, isn't it? To think like, what would it, I don't know. A bakery would be mine. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd like to be in a bakery, but I'm not sure. You know, that, that kind of healthy, like harmonious, like balanced diet probably would go completely out the window for me if I just was hanging out in a bakery. No, absolutely. Yeah, but think about the environment. You know, there is, um, we know what smells good and what doesn't smell good, the environment that we want to be in. If you, if you think about it, we definitely don't want to mm. be, you, you don't want your desk close to the bathroom, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now you're gonna yeah, think about that all day. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's one of those things that if there's if it's just kind of neutral and pleasant, we maybe don't think about it so much. We tend to, I think, for for spaces like that, it's the negative smells, unless there is a lovely smell of baked goods or coffee. Um, I'm a big coffee yeah. fan. Um, but those kind of things. It otherwise if it's just neutral, it's just pleasant, maybe. I mean, maybe yeah. Maybe you don't think about it next time. Like, yeah, I mean, even if, if you're thinking of, about this, you love coffee. If you had to have a job that you couldn't drink your coffee. I wouldn't have that job. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, that's exactly right. It, it, it is, it, and that is a smell. Because one of the reasons that you really like coffee is the aroma. That, that's it's what attracts you to the type you want to drink or the, the flavor, how strong, you know. So it's taste and smell. But it does become part of your job in, in a weird way. Mm. You could be a barista, you know, there you go. Yeah, I'm just thinking my my current kind of company I work for, they do provide very nice coffees. <laughs> there you go. So it's a, it's a good fit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good fit. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So I wonder if you have a, a kind of final thought on self-care that you'd like to share with us. I'll steal from Nike, right? Just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be right. There is no right or wrong. It's just take that five or 10 minutes a day 
and find what it is you really enjoy doing it and 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 be a, a really aware of how different it makes you feel and be in in the world and for those around you because you will be better for them when you're better for yourself amazing thank you for that yeah. i'm wondering i'm, I'm going to throw in another sort of like question i don't I don't normally ask people um actually i'm gonna do it at the end so ignore that but kind of come i'm gonna come back to self-care um but yeah i have some set questions i ask everyone and i'd love to hear your thoughts on these okay awesome perfect so the first one is what brings you joy in your life my family brings me joy um i have just loved watching my kids grow and i i mentioned before i interviewed my daughter she's um, 29 years old and I just found myself in awe of how grown up she's become and watching that it was it's just it's an amazing experience so a lot of joy comes from my family and watching them grow and and chart new paths and, and which not necessarily are mine and it's not the ones that I thought that they may you know, may choose, but they've chosen their own and their individuals. And that's, that's a lot of joy. Yeah, amazing. And then my next question is, what makes life meaningful for you? Mm. I love to, I really love to give and I love to help. And I love coaching and I love mentoring. And um, when you get that, just that little bit of either that aha moment that you've made a change in somebody's life or they'll email me, you know, and just say, Hey, I, I made that one little change that you said and, and, and it's opened up my eyes to so many different things. So it's just making an impact on people and realizing how that impact really impacts children. So when I work with adults, and I can help calm them down so they have more patience with their children and a better connection with their children. That, that is just, that gives me the, the, the energy to, to do it again and again and again. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's fantastic. That sort of thinking about that impact on children and that um, I was listening to something today. <laughs> I can't remember what, even though it was only today. Um, but it was talking about that, um, you know, a lot of times parents, when they want to help their children, actually the person who's helping is sort of helping the parents and then that has that knock-on impact. Again, like we were saying, that energy, that if you're as a parent really stressed, then that's what, what, your, what your children are feeling and picking up on. So yeah, I think that's a, a great focus, uh, you know, yeah. to have. Oh, yeah, they see everything and they emulate everything that we do. Yeah, so where did they learn that from? Well, look inside, because usually from you is where they're learning it, or from their teachers, mm -hmm. or from someone that they're around a lot. So being our best mm -hmm. teaches them to be their best. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So <clears throat> my next two questions are around our kind of overarching topic, which is mental well-being. So the first one is, what does mental well-being mean to you? So I struggled a lot with anxiety, and um, I don't know that I ever got to the point of depression, but I think I definitely um, skirted it. That feeling of the amount of stress and the amount of 
pressure that you can put on yourself to cause an anxiety and those anxiety attacks that are just there. Nobody should ever have to feel that. And I think that our children are really um, facing so many mental um, health challenges now. We you know all the pressure of, you can't just go to school and have fun anymore, right? The, 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 the standards have become so, so high. And, and on top of the standards, you need to have this wonderful, especially here, right? This wonderful resume that could helpfully get you into, you know, not, we're not even talking about top colleges anymore now. We're just saying, can you get into college? And, and what that does to your self-worth and the, and the bullying and all of those issues that kids are facing, um, you know, go back to as a parent is we have to release, help them learn how to release the stress and release that anxiety. And we don't need to put more pressure on them than the pressures they feel out in that world. And to me, that's really, that's what mental health is. It's just helping that um, we can be in control of our, of our mental health if we learn the right skills to do it. And it really is about, and there's a science to it, right? I mean, all this self-care stuff, everyone's like, oh, woo, you know, it's, oh, you're in the woo-woo industry. No, I'm in a scientific industry. There is, there is science about releasing your, your cor more cortisol and your, you know, all of the things that are your, your happiness hormones, right? And, and it's really easy to release those, to, to calm. I mean, one of the things we didn't even talk about today, which I usually is the first thing I talk about, so I don't, you have me going on some other journey today, I don't know. Um, breathing, right? The, the thought of breathing. And I was talking to a hospice um, nurse, and she says to me, you know, we take for granted our breath. But the first thing we do when we come into the world is take a big deep breath. And the last thing we do before we're leaving this world is we take that last breath. And we need to be mindful in between that we take two or three stops during the day and take a big deep cleansing breath because that helps us release our stress. Breathing is so interesting because if you watch small children breathing, they do the proper belly breath, all of that. And somewhere we forget how to breathe properly and we go to this really shallow. How to do it, right? Yeah. We can learn so much from our kids, right? And then we just don't even, we think, oh, they got to learn from us, you know, let them rule the world for, for a few days and you'd be amazed at, at um, how, how much better you would feel, um, you know, so everybody's going to go out and let their kids run the world world and be like ah but yeah that, that would be my advice <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be, yeah definitely be interesting but, but I absolutely yeah, it's agree. easy to, for me to say <laughs> right it's easy for me to say mine are 25 and, and almost 30 so <laughs> they could yeah. rule the world <laughs> yeah but you know like a five-year-old it's a completely different perspective isn't it and I absolutely agree yeah we can learn so much from from observing yeah. them and, and seeing their perspective on the world absolutely so yeah. my follow-up question is for yourself, how do you look after your, your kind of mental health, your mental well-being? Um, I have learned that through awareness is really how I take care of my mental health. And I could definitely 
I'm very aware of, um, I talk a little bit about my triggers or not um, really taking care of me when I've, you know, and, and your body tells you, you just have to kind of listen, stop and listen. And, and I think that's, that's really one of the biggest things is that we go through life and it's so easy to be like that rat um, or the gerbil on a, on the, on the, you know, on the hamster wheel. Right. And our fear is what happens if we get off? What does it look like if we stop? So we don't stop. We don't stop and breathe. We don't stop and to have an extra glass of water. We, we're afraid to stop. But sometimes when you stop and you look back and you look at life and what you're doing, that's when the awareness and the awe comes. It's like, you know, I tell my clients all the time, right? If you're feeling so busy and so crazy, what are the five things you really need to do in your life? And take all the rest off your plate. And when you're ready and you've done these five in a calm and, and less stressed manner, you can put the stuff back on. But it's okay to stop. The world's not going to end. And that's how I look at, at, at what I'm doing. I mean, yesterday, I just, um, I needed to, I just read all day yesterday. And it, what a great day it was. Okay, I was reading a business book, but, um, and doing some research, but I just read. I wasn't in front of my computer. I wasn't, I wasn't in the, in the room that I work in. Um, and it was just a way for me to, um, to re-energize. And because I knew I had to do that, um, it was just being aware. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So my next question uh, is sometimes a bit of a challenge for people. Uh, is can you describe your mindset? Hmm. That is, I can see why that's a challenging question. So I don't, I'm, I don't really like to use that word mindset. I mean, in a lot of ways, because I think that, um, you know, we hear so much, oh, we have to change our mindset and we have to, you know, and it's like, you know, I have to change my behaviors. And, and my mind does control a, a lot starts with my mind. Like I get that and other people talk about, about mindset, but if we, we really need to, to make decisions and we need to run our lives from our heart. And there is a connection between the heart and the, and the brain, okay? But you find that your, you know, we talk about our gut, right? I had a gut feeling I should do this, right? And that's when we stop thinking and we start listening to the other parts of our body. So that's kind of what I do. I really um, try to live my, my life and my behaviors from my heart um, and, and keeping in that place of what, of, of happiness, right? What makes me happy? And it, you know, it kind of seems a little Pollyanna-ish because as I say it, I'm thinking, but I do believe that. And I believe that doesn't mean I'm, happiness doesn't mean I don't work hard. Happiness doesn't mean I, I don't have a um, book schedule. I mean, all of the things that I don't, I mean, I have stresses like everybody else. Um, and, but I, I really listen to my heart. And from my heart comes my intelligence and from my heart comes my balance and my harmony. 
that's that's uh, yeah that's great I love that that kind of yeah from the heart rather than from the, the head um yeah yeah, yeah awesome so my next question uh, is uh one of my favorite ones to ask which is the the kind of practical tip one because as much as and, and I absolutely agree that the idea of that self-awareness and kind of figuring out what works for you but sometimes we can be like oh, I don't even know <laughs> where to start so um where yeah I, where do I start so I ask everyone that comes on to leave us with between one and three top tips of things that we can try out and we can kind of see if they work for us. So do you have a top one to three tips that you'd recommend that people try in their lives? So what I like to start is um, self-care doesn't need to take more than 10 minutes a day. And the easiest place to find 10 minutes to yourself is that time of, of night right before you're going to go to bed. So we have that, you know, we, whatever you do, you take off your makeup, you brush your teeth, you put on your pajamas, right? That's a ritual. You do that every day, right? You don't even have to think about that anymore. So how do you add in a few self-care things? Okay. So while you brush your teeth, right? Look in the mirror and say, I love myself, right? I love myself. And um, you can practice a lot of affirmations, right? of things about, you know, I'm really good at my job and I'm a great mother or whatever, I'm a great daughter, whatever it may be. And so in that 30 seconds to a minute that you're brushing your teeth, you can do affirmations. That's going to be self-care. And not to mention brushing your teeth is self-care. So we don't even think, know that we're doing some of the things that we're doing, right? When you, when you get into bed, put your phone, like, put your phone down. Disconnect from your technology, maybe turn off the TV, right? Have, read, a, read a book for five minutes that you just enjoy, whether it's a, something humorous that'll make you laugh or something interesting that you wanna learn more about or it's just a romance novel that just relaxes you, right? Because sleep is gonna be over the next seven, eight hours and the quality of that sleep is as, as important as the quantity of sleep. And then the other really easy thing to do is um, get a diffuser and diffuse some lavender or um, whatever your favorite smell is, right? Have that room just smell so peaceful, right? And those things don't take time and they're not expensive and they can start right there. Amazing, thank you. And uh, this is a great time to throw in my other question that I thought of earlier, which, uh, is what have you done for or are you planning to do for yourself for your self-care today mm. well my day is a little uh, back to back so it's um so what i actually did is when i got up this morning um i did my hair and i put on my makeup and that just always makes me feel um like that i can look at the camera and i feel good about what i'm what's staring back at me um i will Probably when my day is done, I will probably I'll, um, go out into the garage and do a good workout for myself. I'm going to eat healthy. Um, and I will stop a few times in between uh, interviews and things that I'm doing, um, get up and breathe and, and walk around. And, I, and I'm just I'm grateful just to be able to spend this time with you and really talk about self-care. Um, which has been, which is self-care for me is, is talking about it and teaching it and, and giving um, to, to people. Yeah, amazing. I might 
start throwing that in and asking people <laughs> about their self-care. So yeah, the fun ones <laughs> and if they have no answer, then you know where to send them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and hey, that's perfectly segued into my final question, which is where can people find you online if they're interested in working with you or finding out more about what you've got going on? Where can they connect with you? Okay, so um, actually, um, if you if you or your audience have like anything has really been an aha for them today um and they want a little bit more um i do have my mood temperature cheat sheets i talked a little bit about that what zone are you in and you can get that at mymoodzone.com so it's just mymoodzone.com um and i am going to um for the first six listeners that um actually go to my um my scheduling program, which is speakwithmarsha.com. And it'll ask you, where did you hear about me? And they put in, um, you know, your podcast, I will give them a 30 minute um, harmony strategy session and work with them on where they're at and where, where we can make a few changes to get them on the road to harmony. Amazing. Thank you. That's so generous of you and absolutely yeah, and absolutely we'll link in the show notes so people can can find you and also take advantage of, of that yeah, yeah absolutely yeah absolutely thank you so much Marsha I've, I've really loved uh, connecting with you today talking about self-care it's it's um one of the things I kind of yeah like to go on about also quite often forget <laughs> to do so much for myself so on a personal level it's also a good reminder to um yeah to think about that for myself yeah it's so good for your mental health. It really is. Yeah. So we can take control of that because we, if we're aware of our bodies and what's, what's causing us to, to, it's, so it, it starts with stress. It starts with that anxiety and it's all part of keeping your mind clear and, and clean of the clutter, mm. clear, clean yeah. clutter. Okay. I got to put that somewhere on my website. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. Thanks again to Marsha for joining me for this episode. And I will just note, we recorded this in September. So when we're talking about schools going back and popping into the office, that was recorded um, a while ago. Um, as I said, I love this conversation. And, and my, my top takeaway was really that taking your self-care temperature and really checking in um, and seeing how you're doing and kind of seeing what it is that, that you need. And uh, I posted on Instagram yesterday, uh, self-care Sunday and this is something that maybe I will make a regular thing of really just offering a prompt and a reminder to you and this is maybe a very Monday to Friday centric view of <laughs> seeing the weekend as that downtime and I know obviously not everyone um, is off on, if, off on a Sunday but just as a, a weekly reminder to think about what have you done for yourself for your self-care to really recharge and nurture yourself um, one of the other things that I've been thinking about this weekend and part of my coaching courses involve being coached and you know for myself particularly the type of the type of space that I'm often in for coaching for volunteering in that kind of mental health space that I really enjoy it and I um I love being in that space but it can be I guess quite heavy stuff sometimes maybe and that actually putting myself out there as as a coach and um, opening yourself up 
to I guess not not just in the the coaching is one thing but that putting myself out there as a coach and I guess on the podcast as well and being open and sharing and possibly opening yourself up to judgment which definitely is something with me that I have to be mindful of it's something that often comes up uh, as something that holds me back even though it's one of the things that I'm working on not worrying what people think but one of the things for myself is thinking about putting in a buffer so that self-care is a buffer to potentially protect me from any potential judgment um but also to to mean that I can kind of keep showing up in that space uh offering coaching supporting people who are struggling with their mental health um or people who are exploring whatever they're exploring in coaching and also showing up on the podcast so for me that self-care is that buffer between me and the world to help me to be able to show up fully and so actually when I frame it like that it's necessary <laughs> to to be able to be at my best and and to function um you know we talked a bit about the you know the guilt sometimes around around self-care and so maybe seeing it in a slightly different way um can help you to allow yourself that time to to really look after yourself so that was my take my top takeaway and I would love to hear what your top takeaway was from this episode so please do drop me a message we are at psyche coaching p-s-y-k-h-e coaching on instagram facebook and twitter we always love to hear from you um and if you have any recommendations for things that you would like us to cover on the show because we will soon be going into a new round of uh recording interviews and finding guests and that kind of thing so if you have suggestions for topics or anything, please hit us up, send us a message. Um, and if you've enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the show, one, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it does mean so much, but um, if you've enjoyed it, please do rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It really helps us to reach more people and to kind of share our message that we've got going on here. So um, yeah, please do share. And we'll be back on Wednesday. Wednesday is a a slightly heavier topic. We are um, getting much more into, I guess, the kind of the mental health type space. Um, and so, um, yeah, very, very uh, important conversation, but a slightly different. We're sort of mixing it up. One of the things we like to do is dive into this more mental well-being space and also to really open up those conversations about mental health that are so, so important. Uh, so we really hope that you join us uh, for that. Have a good couple of days and I'll speak to you soon. Take care for now. Bye. Bye.